0: Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team.
1: Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have John Christensen, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Mid Cap Core Strategy. John, although the equity markets remain positive for the full year, the third quarter was negative with most U.S. markets down by 3 to 5%. What are your thoughts on third quarter performance for mid-cap equities, and how has your portfolio performed during the quarter?
2: Yeah, so you are correct in that, in, the, in that the U.S. markets are still positive for the year, though some barely holding on to that. But when you look at the Russell Mid-Cap Index, it has been streaky, for lack of a better word. The Fed's ongoing hawkish stand on interest rates has been the headwind the market has been fighting. But the lack of an appearance of a recession and ongoing sound financials has kept the market bouncing back, even as we have had several potentially catastrophic events, from bank crises to a more recent Middle East conflict. So this back and forth within the market can create some seemingly contradictory data when analyzing the true drivers of the market. Q3 was again an up and down quarter, as July was positive by 4%, but was followed by two months of negative returns of 3.5% and 5%. When looking at the attributes of the index, in terms of high versus low quality, as you might imagine, metrics were mixed. In terms of low quality outpacing high quality, high beta stocks did better than low beta stocks during the quarter, and low S&P stock ranking companies beat higher businesses. On the other side, stocks with less debt on their balance sheet did, outdid their counterparts. High return on equity beat out lower. And lower price-to-earning stocks beat higher P's. In terms of sectors, energy was by far the strongest sector as oil prices have surged, with the sector up over 13% in Q3. For perspective, the next best sector was financials at plus 1.4%. Every other sector was negative. Healthcare was the biggest underperformer in the quarter, down over 11% as speculation works through the markets as it relates to weight loss drugs and their growing use and ultimately growing impact on healthcare and lifestyles from obesity to food consumption to new behavioral patterns in everyday life. The speculation can lead on to indiscriminate selling of businesses perceived to be impacted in the future. We are monitoring this situation carefully. For the quarter, the mid-cap core portfolio outperformed the Russell Mid-Cap Index. Stock selection was the main driver of performance in the quarter. Our underweights in real estate and utilities helped, but was somewhat offset by our lack of exposure in the energy sector, which was strong. Positive stock selection in healthcare and consumer discretionary also helped contribute to the strategy. So overall, We strive to either overcome neutral quality or low quality market headwinds with robust stock selection. And that's indeed what was the case
1: this quarter. John, can you discuss a few of the portfolio holdings that were key contributors and detractors to performance this past quarter? In terms
2: of contributors from the portfolio in the quarter, they were Aspen Technology, Lennox International, Old Dominion, Holohan Loki, and Domino's Pizza. Let's take a moment to talk about Domino's. Domino's outperformance was largely influenced by the company announcing a global relationship with Uber Eats. A critical component of this agreement is that it will allow U.S. customers to order Domino's through the Uber Eats and Postmates app, thus increasing the pool of customers available to the Domino's business. Discussing the detractors to Midcap in Q3, they were Lamb Weston, Zebra Technologies, Cooper Companies, Equifax, and Monolithic Power. Regarding Lamb Weston, the company produces potato products worldwide. In the most recent quarter, the company saw more pronounced volume declines than expected due to a slowdown in, tra- in restaurant traffic and some customer inventory destocking. Additionally, market participants were concerned about possible margin reversion, particularly as the company adds sizable processing capacity into a software environment. Given high expectations after several quarters of solid execution, shares did underperform.
1: John, as we move into the final quarter of 2023 and you begin to think about the equity market environment in 2024, can you speak to how your portfolio is positioned relative to your benchmark?
2: We entered 2023 with a general consensus view that the U.S. economy would have a mild recession. And the debate has endured through today. As we move along here in 2023, the markets seem to be absorbing the ups and downs of inflation the Fed and recent geopolitical events. While we still have many of these issues to resolve, the Fed remains focused on getting inflation back to 2%. The ongoing higher interest rate environment is seemingly favorable for our types of businesses with lower debt on the balance sheet and solid business models. However, this does also create uncertainty in terms of entry points for the equity markets. This has been well illustrated in the ups and downs we have seen in the market this year. So given these uncertainties and volatility, what does one do? Our goal is to find solid companies with business models that can react and persevere in reaction to this volatility. High quality entities that have the ability to pass through pricing while maintaining high customer retention through the value add of their products to its customers. But our mandate is clear and consistent as we focus on high quality businesses that we believe should outgrow their markets over the long-term and take advantage of this market
1: volatility. John, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our CaneCast listeners.
0: You've just listened to CaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.